the Shattered Order Podcast. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. Hey, we don't serve their kind here. With your hosts, Good night, punk. Doesn't like you. And Rim Killer Inc. I don't like you either. You just watch yourself. We'll want it, men. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead! This week, we got introduced to two more members of the Phoenix Squadron in-game and the abilities of the group as a whole on the forums. So how are they? We'll discuss it today. Hello and welcome to the 36th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me as always is my good friend Wink. What's up, Wink? Same as always, ready to talk some Star Wars. What about you? Sounds good to me, man. I am drinking a cider and loving life, so. Cool. Don't sound too bad. Yeah, I know you're probably on the same boat as me watching all this uh, free agency stuff happen here. So That's so stressful. NFL. I can't yeah. handle it. I'm waiting it's for TJ me. Lang to uh, come to the Lions. Uh, don't get me started. I'm going to cry. Oh, we've, ar- we've already <laughs> lost so many guys. It's ridiculous. We did. I think Eddie Lacy is checking out the Seahawks tomorrow. So Martellus Bennett got signed. Yeah. Kind of I did say that, that so that's pretty good. Yeah, didn't y'all lose? Turn this into our. Uh, we we uh, let him go. Yeah, which is kind of sad, but he played five games in two years. So yeah, dude's a stud when he's on the field. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> we're on. turning this into our <laughs> wannabe uh, football podcast. Yeah, no kidding. Just reverse gears here and head back to Star Wars. All right, sounds good. So. Been a pretty good week, I'd say. Yeah. Seen a lot of cool things coming out. Definitely makes this going from the dark side month last month into the rebels month this month has been pretty cool, I'd say. Because what we've been introduced to so far looks really cool. At least I think so. I'm totally with you, hundred percent. How so, do you think? I mean, last week we just kind of went down the hole about talking about the stuff since we had Jesse on. But now, this week, we've actually got the update in our hands, so we've had a little bit of experience. We can talk about it, uh, talk about some of the features and what we like and do not like about it. Um, Absolutely. What's your favorite feature so far? My favorite? It's the one I think I said was the one I was looking most forward to, and that is the challenges, getting all the extra crap. And yeah. being able to sim from the top. it's Even though you have to wait eight minutes between still, it makes it so easy. I Dude, love it. And then getting all the extra stuff below 
Yep. It's great. Sundays are amazing when you click that deal and you got that whole big, huge list of gear that you just got. Very exciting. Yeah, I loved it. I screenshot the first one I did because I was so stoked. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I was really looking forward to the Galactic War stuff. That took a few extra days. I think that came out Monday instead of Friday whenever the update actually released. Because I guess they had to mm-hmm. wait for everybody to get on the same update. I had a node where I got, I believe it was Vader, Darth Maul, and I can't remember who the other character was. It was another pretty good character. I got shards for those three mm-hmm. characters on node 11. And then, you know, I ended up getting three more on 12. It was like, hell yeah, that was super exciting. I love Definitely. getting yeah, shards. And they're not just like old character shards either, because I've gotten Zam shards. I've gotten some of the newer character shards, some of the clones. Yep. I mean, they got a good mix in there now. They do. And it's pretty cool that you get them all over the place randomly. So I like seeing that for sure, especially when you beat the last one. And it's it seems like it's almost guaranteed you get three. Yeah. So. Yep. Pretty cool. Uh, I like that one. The uh, 4X. Speed function is amazing, especially for ships. Uh, it's also nice when you're going against those teams you usually time out against. I haven't even been close to timing out at all since they added this feature, so really liking that one a lot. And the squad Yeah, that of, and uh, then on top of uh, in the raids for yeah. using it on the Rancor or even on the tank. It speeds that up so much, it's amazing. Okay, so... Especially for those turn meter teams where you don't have a damage dealer, and you're just... It's taking forever. Yep. It it speeds it up so quick. And I haven't even actually done a raid since they did this, so I didn't even think about that. I've just been registering. I've been busy this week, and it's... So I haven't actually got to play with that in the raids yet, but now that you mention it, I'm kind of excited to. I may uh, finally take a chance at soloing the heroic uh rancor because i haven't done that yet nice that'd be fun so i got a question for you on the 4x speed one okay have you tried it on 1x speed since this came out (laughs) yeah i did about 10 minutes ago before we started recording accidentally hit it oh my and it started going i'm like why is my phone going so slow what's going on and I quickly realized that was 2x I the original speed because 1x just seems so it, damn slow. I know it's yeah, it's it's insanely slow. If that's how we've been playing the whole time, uh, man. you don't know what you had until you get something quicker, and it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's hard to believe that that's what we used to play on. It's, it's yeah. just baffling. Um, <laughs> the other thing is that squad builder, that squad builder is amazing. It's great being able to go through, just select your squad super quick. You don't have to, you know, waste the time going through searching for the characters. Uh, it's, that's a lifesaver and I don't, I guess I don't change my arena team much, but using that in galactic wars, mainly where I've been using it so far. Very, mm-hmm. very nice. It's kind of cool. I wish there was a better way to get to it. That's the only complaint I have. What do you mean? Like you, the only way to get to it is through a when you're starting a battle. 
Oh, so, so like, you have to be uh, starting a battle to get to it. Yeah, that would be interesting. So, if so you you're on your character screen, it. if there was a button, yep, to go to the character squad builder, that would be perfect. I think. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about. But that. But I mean the, f- yeah, like the feature itself is great. It's just it's hard to get to. It's not hard to get to. It's just not as visible as yeah. I would think it would be. You know. Well, so. and something else is. Uh, a couple of these newer events, you can't even use the squad selector. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did notice that. I thought that was kind of weird yeah, that these brand new bizarre. events didn't have that on there. My assumption but, was that those events, maybe, I guess they started working on before the update, and then because they didn't know when the update was going to push out, they probably didn't update that, and then, I don't know, it just kind of got lost in the shuffle, I'm assuming. But yeah, probably something concurrent between the two uh, two events, the quality of life, and then the events they were making being built at the same time. Probably some issue there. Yep. Was, yep. I'm sure the newer events coming forward might might have it there, and I know that people have talked about it, so I'm sure they've seen it. Yeah, for sure. So, well, Phoenix characters are here. Hera, we just got this past week for her little special event, which those some of those enemies, man, they were uh, they're <laughs> violent. Did you notice that? Dude, the memes this week have been on point. Let me just say that. Did you see the uh, heroic rancor post that the box did? I have not, but that sounds awesome. Yeah, somebody had a post from the Zeta box that did like 1.2 million damage by itself in phase one of the Rancor. It's pretty funny. It's pretty classic. But let me say this. I know there have been a lot of jokes about those boxes, but I think it's a pretty cool mechanic that they used in this event to add those in there that where you shoot them and they damage the opponent's team. That's pretty cool. I didn't notice that. I like the way they used that. Yeah, I'd love it. The uh, There's an explosive box. Ah. There was an explosive box that if you shot it, it blew up and hurt everyone. Because I couldn't figure out why I was doing an AoE, and it would shoot everything and kill the boxes, and then the guys would be at half health, and suddenly they were at no health at all. And then I started to realize that, hey, these boxes are blowing up and doing damage to them. That's why they end up from half health down to zero, because the box just obliterated their health. Very interesting. It was definitely an interesting PvE mechanic that they had put into that that we haven't seen before. Yeah. So I liked that. Nice. Well, and... I don't want the box if that's the case either, you know? Because if I put the box on my team, he's going to blow up my team, so... That's a good point. He might be a new Jerry. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I mean... More harm than good. <laughs> he may, <laughs> I don't know. He makes Jerry look like a superstar. Yeah, right. Um, so, the $10 bundle where you get... Well, what was it? 25 shards for 25 Hera? shards, I think. Yeah. That seems like... Not a bad deal at all. Uh, buy that once, basically get her to four stars. Not bad. Yeah, for sure. I think it is pretty awesome. It, the price isn't bad. I would be super stoked if it was five bucks, but ten bucks itself isn't that bad. And 
the fact that it's not just 25 shards and you're 10 shards short of getting four star or four star, but you know for a fact that spending that $10 will get you two four stars yep, on the character. For sure. I think that's a pretty good deal. And then not only that, it gives you all the gear to gear her up a few levels. I don't know how far it goes, but you can see just by what's in the, the bundle that it has like one of this or four of these and two of these to for her specifically to get her to a certain gear level already. So it's pretty nice that they do that at also with it i know i don't haven't really paid attention to the old bonus or bundles to see if they did that but definitely has made me think about buying it if it's not gone already yeah very cool uh yeah and then those crystal packs are just the same as always same as the sith guys nihilus and the trooper so if you want to buy them now you can do that like i know that a bunch of people have done with Nihilus and a few of the others, but they will be going to Chromiums, as we've seen, because jumping ahead a little bit here, this week's update also put Krennic and Death Trooper into Chromiums and shipments, so yes. kind of moving with that cadence that they've been talking about. Yep. Very quickly, too, so. it seems. No. Uh, yeah. And just so everybody knows, if you are going to buy the Crystal Packs for Hera, make sure and buy the $10 pack first, since it's the best value. And then... Yeah, that's for sure. That'll give you 25 shards in itself for 10 bucks. And if you didn't get a proc on any of those packs, you would have to buy five of them just to get that many. And that's what... 10 bucks a piece so 50 bucks as opposed to 10 yeah it's a really good deal to get that bundle first if you're going to go for packs absolutely so something else we figured out the chopper event so that is the daily event for chopper shards obviously uh it's going to run into april well you'll notice you can only do tier one and he's required to have more stars before you can do tier two Basically, it comes out to 10 completions, and you will be able to attempt Tier 2, and then after 25 completions, you'll be able to attempt Tier 3 of that challenge. And if you look at the calendar page for the events, it looks like the first clear on Tier 2 is... Ability mats, and then every clear after that is credits, a thousand credits. At least that's what it looks like from that page. And then for tier three, it looks like the first one is an omega, and then everyone after that is also a thousand credits. So cool. That's what I read on that calendar page. I don't know if that's true. Maybe we'll get more shards per day and we get end up with more chopper shards than we thought, but pretty sure that's what they were trying to say but it wasn't too terribly clear there yeah so uh if you go look at the calendar page you can make your own assessment yeah and i'll be interested to see if you can do you know like tier one and two you know once you unlock tier two to where you're getting two shards a day i wonder if that's how that's gonna work or not i guess we'll see yeah that's what i'm wondering like really how many shards are we gonna have by the end because i don't think that was ever said like what star he's going to be by the end. Yeah. I've heard people say, 
oh, maybe we'll finally get our seven-star droid on iOS. And I don't know if I'd go that far, but yeah. a man can dream. That's true. We can. <laughs> well, speaking yep. of dreaming, how is that? Uh, those dreams of getting Zetas finally going? You know, it, uh, it's been going pretty good, actually. Started off pretty slow this... I got my first Zeta on Sunday, and I put it on Cody, and I do not regret it because, A, they're killing it in Galactic War every day. It just made Galactic War so easy. And then on top of that, in the Heroic Tank Raid, once I get them up to Gear 11, I know that I'm going to be getting really big scores with them, but the on top of that, just with them at Gear 10 right now, I'm getting more points than I was in phase four with my rebels. So I'm pretty stoked about it. And, uh, from Saturday, Sunday till now, the Zeta farm has been actually like ridiculously good because I buy one every two days with my currency. But on top of that, I I'm already to nine now just from Sunday. Between all the Sims and the ones I've bought, so I'm already almost halfway to another one. It's a good week. In less than a week, so yeah. So I'm anticipating getting none for another week, and then it's starting back up. Yeah. But it's been good to me this week. Good to hear. How about you? Uh, well, how many I've, you got now? I've obviously zated Boba and Kylo already, and. Uh, Today, mm-hmm. I got my 20th one, so I am able to do my third character now. I just have no idea who that's going to be. I considered Phasma. I've considered mainly Phasma because I have Kylo, and, you know, I think that synergy could be fun. Considered Dooku, Yoda. I'm trying to avoid the whole Maul thing. I, I just don't really want to go down that road. Um, I like, you know being an oddball and everybody's doing mall right now so trying to find a counter to that well, you'd also have to you'd also have to gear up all your sith too to be on par with them so yeah yeah that's probably true too um <laughs> so yeah i'm just not really sure who i'm going to use it on so i may save it and just hope something comes along or maybe that an idea pops in my head we'll see you don't have clones do you I have a couple of them. <laughs> I was gonna say that Cody one is real nice. Yeah, that's that's. Pretty what I've sure heard. my next one is going to be Rex or not Rex fives to get all that extra turn meter. Oh, yeah, and just make it even better for my clone team. But I also, and this is kind of going to seem ridiculous to some people, probably to you even. I fought Zeta Barris for the first time this week. Like, I've never fought her before at wow. all. I know, right? And I was on the last note of Galactic War, and I was beaten up on Boba. And I killed his first... killed him, so they had to use bounties, how, bleh, Bounty Hunter's Resolve. Popped back up, and then I killed him again before I realized that he was being healed by Barris. So then I tried to kill Barris, and that took forever because, you know, yeah. if you don't hit her for more than she's healing for, <laughs> you're just going to go in circles, right? 
Oh yeah. man, she's so annoying. And now I'm to the point where I have a seven star Barris at gear nine, and I am thinking maybe I should gear her up and throw one on her too, because I really like that's her. a good point. I kind of want to do that as well, because man, she is she's a pain to deal with. There's not, I think there's only one that's even in my top 10 on arena, but I've been dropping like a rock in arena the past couple days. It's been pretty tough. I've had to do refreshes, and yesterday was the first day that I didn't even finish in the top 10. I haven't done that in probably six months, I'm guessing. It's yeah, been a long that's rough. Time. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I got to figure something out. We're going to get yeah, Kenobi sure. next week, though, so. No, then I'm stoked. Will change. Will be cool. That's you've been stacking gear for him. Oh, I've got everything. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I gotcha. Been farming like crazy, saving, saving, saving. It's great. Look around. Everybody has a green plus sign. It's nice. Yeah. Right. And you gotta think. Don't press it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about Kenobi. So that's pretty easy. Well, for sure. Uh, let's talk calendar events. The Palpatine event let's is do that. coming back on the fifteenth. So if you don't have your Palpatine, get your Rebels ready. Uh, Burp. Wrong. What? <laughs> it is live right now till the fifteenth. So if you don't have your Rebels ready now, you better scurry till the fifteenth to get it done. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah it started on the 9th so thursday right. yep. and is going to the 15th i know my wording here in the in the show notes is kind of weird but yeah. yeah it is live until the 15th so no i you knew. are working on your rebels scurry yep. harder yes that is true you are running out of time and then you're gonna have to wait another two months you're gonna have to wait until may yeah but think about this think about it this way you won't be waiting four to five months like the first time it was around so that is true don't be too disheartened but if you can do it and you feel like you can push through the gear to get your guys there do it because he is he's awesome i love him he he fits in so many teams great 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 he is uh for sure so I guess what you're going to get your, uh, or you got your last star for Palpatine on your P account. I did. I could, it was weird. And I can't figure out if he's been nerfed or I just lost patience last time after a few losses, but I went in there with the same team, no new gear on my rebels as I did in December. And I beat him on the first try first go round. Because I was stuck at... So the first event, way back when, I got five stars. The one in December, I got the sixth star, but I couldn't get the seventh. And then I one-shot it for the seventh star this time around. So I don't know if it was nerfed at all or what, but... Yeah. I've had them at gear 10, level 85. Been using them all the time on my B account, but I was he was six stars. So finally got that seventh, and I'm stoked. So I'm sure that there are people out there with the same... Same thought process. So my B account's real happy right now. Very nice. Good to Definitely. hear. Uh, so the military might event. It's back. 
Yeah, and it was it's back now and it's going till tomorrow, depending on when you listen. That means the going from the 10th to the 11th. But yeah, there it was. It's it was super easy for me this time around. I know I had a lot of trouble last time, but that Cody Zeta just made me eat through the whole thing. Were you able to nice. three star the hard super hard tier? I was. Wow, nice. Because I was able to burn down the the Royal Guards and continue to stun Emperor Palpatine with Cody until I was able to focus on him and yeah. Got that third three star on there. Very nice. Well done. I have not got my three star on yeah. it yet. I've got two stars. He keeps getting lucky and just stunning and wiping somebody out. Uh, maybe tomorrow I'll get the three stars, but nice reward. Yeah, Palpatine's no joke in this. That He pretty much one-shots when he goes, so that's why I was trying to keep him stunned. I'm pretty sure the exact health amount he has is a gazillion. <laughs> yeah, he's beefy for sure. It's that's like, crazy. You'll hit him for like 30,000. Or do like the uh, the big attack, you know, with him, Wedge, and somebody else. So what does, you know, 60,000 total probably? And his mm-hmm. bar just barely moves. You're like, come on. But, oh well. Right? You th- you would expect to go from green from from like green to red. Yeah. But it just stays green. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Uh, droid smuggling. They decided to list this on the events. Why? I have no idea. We know it's coming back, you know, what, every Tuesday. Like, it's there every Tuesday. Is the 14th a Tuesday? Or... Yeah, it is a Tuesday. Because the weird thing is, it's, it's happened, droid smuggling has happened on the last two Mondays. Has it been Mondays? And... It's always early. And then one of the credits heists was on a Tuesday... And the other credit heist was on, like, a Thursday, but it's been weird dates. But it's weird to me that this is even showing up on the calendar now. Yeah, and they won't tell us about credit heists. Like, okay, even if you're going to spread out credit heists, that's fine. Just tell us when it is so we can plan for it. That would be helpful, but, eh. Oh, well. Yeah, that's the weird part to me. That's the, the whole point of me bringing that up being on the calendar is... Droid smuggling and credit heist are like hand in hand, buddy buddy. But why would that be on the calendar and not the credit heist? Yeah, I don't understand. We should have weird asked that as a question to our guest last week. Oops. Yeah. Hey Jesse, what's the deal, man? Yeah. <laughs> so what happens? Well, we get next the Canaan event next Thursday. Look yep. at that, man. In sync here. I know. I crazy. answered your question as you asked it. <laughs> Perfect. But yeah, just like Hera, we are getting the Kanan, Kanan, Kana, I didn't watch Rebels, so I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Kanan, Kanane, Kanane, he is coming next Thursday, so pretty cool, pretty excited for him. His his uh, character is in game now, just like Hera, and he looks pretty cool, I'd say. Are you going to tell Another him? Another Jedi there with a lightsaber looking are cool. You, are you going to tell us about him? What's that? that? Gonna give us a I do. I think I plan on giving ideas. a rundown of all these Phoenix guys and huh. see what we think of with them because they've got a lot going on for sure. Cool. So, well, let's yeah. talk about 
talk about what came from Reddit this week and then jump into that. Sounds good. All right. Well, Reddit was a little quiet. A little Don't, quiet? It was kind of weird. <laughs> Super quiet. I didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. Uh, basically, the only thing that I tracked down as far as stuff that came from Reddit came from our new friend CG Top Hat. Um, somebody asked about the faction passes as far as characters getting reworked and all that that's been going on, you know, with the First Order and, you know, all that good stuff. So he basically said that that's going to continue into the foreseeable future. It's something that they're planning and continuing to do is bring up older characters and make them, you know, on par and more viable with, you know, the power creep and everything that's kind of going on. Not every character will Mm -hmm. see it. So, you know, don't expect your favorite characters like, you know, Cup. You know, he he may not get an upgrade. Sorry, guys. Just it's the way the cookie crumbles. He's kind of factionless, so the odds of him staying crappy are pretty high. Good point. I could have come up with something better. Same with Ugnot. I mean, these guys that are bad are bad not only because they're just bad but because they don't have any synergy with anyone else so the odds of them going hey let's retool Ugnot yeah are probably pretty small that, so. that's true you know when you've been playing for a year and you have every arena character you want you know then you can just spend some shards on Ugnot <laughs> why not or cup you know yeah whatever too shy. So. All right. But that's cool. I'm excited for all those faction passes. They have all been awesome so far, and I like to see them yep. and what they do with them. So, so I have one But here's a faction question. they don't have to pass. Okay. Hit me with your quick question. Well, I was going to segue with my question. <laughs> I ruined it. No, what were you going to say before I transitioned? I was going to just go right into it with my transition. So hit the transition and we'll go from there. It's probably totally irrelevant because you, did you say you haven't seen any of Rebels? I have not. Okay. Well, I've seen the first four episodes of season one. So I was wondering like, does Phoenix Squadron like have a thing? Like they say it's, you know, like, like it's... Do they have a memorable quote? Wheels up in 10. Wheels up in 10. I don't know. Wheels I'm up. just making okay. stuff yeah. up. All right. That was bad. Stay on target. All right. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Let's dig into it. Um, do a little bit of theory crafting. All and right. Talk about these pretty interesting characters. Take it away. All right, man. Well, I think the best place to start would be with something that Jesse told us about last week on the podcast, and that is Hera's leader ability, which I think is kind of the linchpin of this whole thing and how it's held together. Not that these characters are bad by themselves. I think there's a couple here that I'll talk about that could be good by themselves in other teams, but I think these guys are built to be a group and to be together, which I think is cool. That's your favorite Kind of makes them... That's my favoriteest thing. No, <laughs> but I just think it's interesting that some of these guys are, they have to be together or they have to be apart or one, they can work to part. So others won't, I don't yeah. know. 
I think you get what I'm saying. Well, I mean, but, th- this is really what you've kind of been asking for. Like, as far as stronger yeah. synergies with characters, I mean, that is what this is. I mean, this is probably the strongest synergy between characters in the game, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. Because they, in a way, they all depend on each other to make each other good. Yep. And that helps in other parts of the game, you know, kind of like clones in a way. But yeah, the best place to start, I think, is Hera's leader ability, and that is called Rise Together. Each active Phoenix ally grants their unique ability to other Phoenix allies. So just like we heard about last week, but not only that. In addition, whenever a Phoenix ally uses a special ability, which every one of them has two of, so it can happen often. They gain 20% turn meter if Hera is active. This effect is doubled if Phoenix ally has less than full health. So it can be 40% turn meter if they're less than full health. So just looking at that, it might be critical critical to kill her first in a way. Because if, if she's still alive, kind of like with a Barris Zeta and the extra healing, she's going to be giving out turn meter every time someone uses a special Yep. And that could be very bad very quickly for your team. So this is something so. I was kind of thinking about. Uh, whatever that last event was, I believe it was one of the assault battles. There was a mechanic that, you know, some people were trying to figure out, weren't really sure what was going on. But what it was, was the morale down. When you killed the leader, it basically, you know, removed, uh, like, reduce speed and damage and stuff by like 25%. So there was actually a huge detriment to the team by the leader getting taken out first. And I was kind of wondering if that was something they may further implement. This is kind of a version of that. It's not the exact same thing, but this is giving you a reason to actually take out the leader to weaken the team, which I think is super interesting. I'm kind of surprised that we haven't seen more of that with some of the other leaders in the game yeah for sure and this kind of kind of plays to that synergy thing we were talking about a few minutes ago too right where this only applies to phoenix allies so in that synergy getting that 20 percent turn meter or killing her off to make sure no one else gets that is huge and it's kind of cool that they did that with her i could see how they Hadn't implemented that maybe for the leaders that kind of work for everyone, like Phasma or Boba Fett. But since she is, if you're using her leader ability, more than likely she's going to have four other Phoenix allies. So odds are you're going to want to kill her first. And that's kind of a cool mechanic, I think. I totally agree. And another thing on top of that is we don't know the speed of all these guys yet, but... In a way, this turn meter gain can help to mitigate the need for all the speed on your characters, right? Absolutely. Now, not they're going to be awesome if you put a bunch of speed secondary mods on them. That, But if you don't have those, they will still be able to go often with Hera Leader because of that turn meter, you know? Yeah. So... What's good might be even better with speed secondaries and speed mods, but... Even without them, if they have slow speeds, you're probably still going to get a good amount of turns out of her. 
especially with the amount of specials they have and how often at the beginning of battle, you know, you use those specials a lot. So that might give you a huge one up on the other team. Yep. So this seems like uh, it's kind of similar to Mole's Zeta leader ability, except this one I think is a little bit more tuned for a longer match and not necessarily for that early strike like Maul is. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. She has no unique ability herself to give, but I think that's kind of the whole point because if she did, it would be just adding that much more to everyone. But looking at the other characters' uniques, right? Kanan Jarrus, his unique... Clear mind. Kanan has 70% counter chance and recovers 25% health whenever he suffers a debuff. So A, you're going to give every single Phoenix ally on your team counter chance. So people that like to use those I'm a gun to you leads just to get everyone counter chance, he doesn't even have to be lead, but he throws a 70% counter chance on every single Phoenix ally. And then on top of that, 25% 25% health whenever you get a debuff. And I don't know if that stacks per debuff you get. So like if Vader hits you with three dots or whatever he does, if you'd get 75% health, but even just the 25% is huge per default, per debuff. Yeah. And that's just one unique. That's Kane and Jarrus' unique. So that's a pretty good one, I'd say. Garb's, or Zeb Aurelios shrug off. Zeba's bonus max protection equal to 30% of his max health and recovers 10 to 15% protection at the start of his turn. This recovery is doubled if Zeb is debuffed. So basically, you put him in there with a hair lead. Everybody's gaining 30% of their max health. Or sorry, 30% of their max health as max protection. And regaining 15 to 30% of it, depending on if they're debuffed or not. So basically, they're getting beefier, and at the start of their turn, they're regaining protection. Yep. Pretty nice. That sounds a lot like some Zeta abilities just built into his unique. Yep, absolutely. If you know what I'm saying. So that's pretty good. And then you got Ezra's. His is called Push Through. Ezra gains 10% offense at the end of his turn, stacking to a maximum of of 40%. This bonus is reset when Ezra is defeated. So this, I got questions about this one because I'm not quite sure how this will work. Does it reset the stacking offense for the whole Phoenix Squadron? Or is it no longer, and is it no longer attainable once he's dead? Or does it reset for just the person that died? Like, how does that work? You know what I mean? Like, does each person have their own stacking offense or does the whole team stack offense? And then when one person dies, it resets and they have to stack the offense again. I I don't really understand it, but... By the way it's worded, I'm going to assume it's for each individual character. So, like, each individual character is going to have their own stacking offense that can, you know... Well... The only way, and I understand what you're saying, and the way I think about it now for why it says it resets when he's defeated is because we'll talk about it later, but Hera has an ability, a new buff she gives out that revives characters. Yeah. And so let's say 
Ezra has it or whoever has it, they die and they get revived. Well, then I guess that that offense would restart then and it wouldn't matter for the rest of the team. So maybe that's why that's worded that way for her backup plan buff. But it's interesting to see how that goes. But that's a lot of offense that can stack. Yeah. So definitely a good unique to keep in there. Yep. For what you're doing. Sabine Rin is called Take It Back. Sabine, and this is basically like a half C on on a Boba Fett leader ability. But Sabine has 25% crit chance and 25% crit damage. So your whole team is now getting 25% crit chance and 25% crit damage. So if you're using her, you can work that into your mods even and know that you're going to get that extra 25% crit chance and not have to worry about making sure your mods get you to a certain point because you know that's coming. And of all the ones we listed so far, I think that is the most obvious one to keep in there. You know what I mean? Because uh, yeah. that's pretty huge. It Just is. straight stat numbers thrown on the team. So then you got Chopper's Unique, which we talked about last week. At the start of his turn, Chopper recovers 15% of his max health. So everyone's recovering 15% of their max health at the beginning of their turn. In addition, whenever they're damaged they by an attack, they gain protection up for two turns if they don't already have protection up. And as we go through these, you're going to want to pay attention to that protection up because you're going to hear it a lot. And there are a lot of ways to get it. And his says you only get it if you don't have it, but all the others don't. So you could have, from what I remember, and we'll confirm as we go through this but you can probably get up to four protection ups on your characters at a time huh which is crazy very and add that with zeb's unique to get the max protection yeah adding that 15 percent each time to that is huge assuming it's so basically the breakdown goes like this so assuming yeah assuming it's stacks i assume it's 15 percent of your max protection for each one, so not max of the number you have with your prote- other protection of buffs, but yeah, if you have forty percent max protection and you're getting, you know, fifteen percent of that four times, that's, that's pretty huge. Yes, you know. So the breakdown is basically this: cannon, seventy percent counter and twenty five percent health per debuff. Zeb, 30% of his, 30% of your your health as protection and 15% recovery at the start of your turn, 30% if debuffed. Ezra, stacking offense at the end of turns up to 40%, reset on death. Sabine, 25% crit damage and chance. Chopper, 15% health recovery at the start of turn, protection up when no protection up buff, if you get hit. So my question is, and I have my answer for that, but who do you think are the ones that you would want in a Phoenix team for absolute sure? Obviously Hera, but who else? Um, I think Sabine and I'm going to go uh, Kanan. I like the counter. Yeah. Okay. Zeb's, Zeb's probably my next choice, though. Yeah. For me, I said Kanan for counter... Sabine for the crit damage and chance, and Ezra for the stacking offense. I think those three 
are probably your safest bets for uniques on your team. And you got to think too, uh, Chopper is a tank as a support, but Kanan is a tank as a tank. So do you want two tanks? Because then that's when you choose if you want Chopper in there or not. Or you choose to take Kanan out to keep Chopper in and yeah. use Zeb for all the extra protection and health. Hmm. It, it gets kind of crazy. So my first instinct is to say Hera, Kanan, Sabine, Ezra for sure. And then that fifth one can either be Zeb or Chopper. And it depends on what you want, right? If you want a beefier team, Zeb will definitely do that for you because he'll grant all the protection yep. and the recovery on the beginning of your turn. But if you want a second tank, you can add Chopper and get the health health recovery instead of protection. And he's a support that taunts for one turn. So it's better, he might... When you look at it, there's an extra way I think that this could go. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say... Uh... Chopper is kind of interesting because, as we know, um, what is it he does? His basic gives a random eye. Right underneath here. Gives, yeah, the, which, yeah, I guess we're about to get into, uh, can Mm -hmm. reduce cooldowns. And Mm -hmm. for a team that, gets 20% turn meter when they use a special, I think reducing the cooldowns, you know, that's almost like giving them turn meter. Yeah, that's a good thought. I hadn't thought about that. Yes, because if he can get those special cooldowns down with his basic ability, which will never be on cooldown, then you are have a good chance to be using those specials again to get the turn meter from Hera's leader ability. Yep. So that's a good thought for sure. Yeah, so like like I said, Zeb and Chopper are my two that I would think would be the replaceables on the fifth spot. So I kind of put down their abilities here to kind of go through and gauge which one you like better. But for Chopper, like you said, 60% chance. So, I mean, it's better than half yep. to reduce your a random ally's cooldown by one, cooldowns by one, and grant them offensive up, offense up, defense up, or speed up, one of those three, it's random. But that's a good buff, along with the cooldowns, and that's his basic. And then his three-turn cooldowns, first special is that the one that taunts and gains 30% evasion for one turn. And then his other special is the four-turn cooldown that dispels and takes turn meter from all enemies and grants chopper protection up. So it's nice to have that full team dispel on the other team, kind of like a B2. But then on top of that, we'll take turn meter from them. Uh, well, so. I believe the dispel is only on the target enemy. Is it? Yes. Oh, yeah, I'll have to look. Uh, okay, it, that makes it, more sense then. It actually says, dispel all buffs on target enemy. For each buff dispelled this way, all enemies lose 10% turn meter and chopper gains 25% protection. And droid target stun for a turn. Okay, so it, it dispels one person but takes turn meter from everyone. Correct. So it's depending on the buffs. Yes. It's kind of one of those AoEs that you have to be specific about who you target. Makes sense. Okay. 
And it is so a kind of like uh, attack also. Okay, gotcha. Well, then you go to Zeb. He is a tank without a taunt, so you know he's going to have a lot of health and protection, kind of like a, let's say, fives. And his, I love this basic, and I've been looking for one like this for a long time, but he has a daze on his basic, and if they're already dazed, he stuns them. So, kind of a cool thought, right? Because when I look, when I think of daze and stun, I think of, let's say, like a boxing fight. You've punched the guy, and now he's on his heels. Punch him again, and now he's, he's down, right? Yeah. So it's kind of cool how this works so you can daze them the first time and if they still have days then you're stunning them so i like the way his basic works wouldn't they be staggering and i like that it's there too? <laughs> then we're getting super op <laughs> days then stagger then stun baller but yeah i agree days and stun for that's just as basic so is and then his first special is a four turn cooldown that staggers so there is a stagger in there. Zeb is a boxer. But he staggers on his first special and cannot be resisted if the target is debuffed. So he's going to hit a guy and stagger them. And if they're debuffed, they're already they can't even resist it. So interesting. He he has a good kit for debuffs. And his second special is a four-turn cooldown that grants himself and an ally protection up. Tenacity up if debuffed. And retribution if they're not debuffed. So he's gonna give an ally, ally and himself protection up. And if they don't have a debuff, they're gonna get retribution or tenacity up if they are debuffed. So extra buffs for everyone through that move. So but it does not attack. So it's another one of those ones where you're taking a turn to just kind of buff yourself up. Yeah. But so depending on who you give it to. If you're using him and he's given out, you know, two characters that have a 100% counter chance for two turns, you know, that may also reduce the need to use... Um, Kanan, yeah. Kanan, yeah. I know what you're saying, because otherwise, why even worry about granting others retribution, you know? 70% yeah. is a good number to think you're going to counterattack without needing retribution. So interesting. And that kind of goes into the next point I had, which was these two seem to go, these two Zeb and chopper seem like they should go together on the team, right? Like maybe take out Kanan and put these two in and use Zeb's unique ability to buff chopper enough that his taunts are actually, you know, beefy enough that he can be the tank well not only that but imagine if chopper is taunting with retribution so when he retributes he is doing that basic that could have a chance to reduce cooldowns on an ally oh yeah for sure that That would be pretty sweet yeah for sure yeah if you use the zeb's uh you have zeb's second special on him and himself to give chopper that while he taunts that's pretty good especially my only worry about chopper is what does his health and his protection look like and i'm sure that's on 19,000 but i think and 22,300 protection okay so he's he's gonna be like a a poe or a 
Stormtrooper Han in the end. Yeah, he's like he's and just probably over less, 40, but total. So. so probably wouldn't work so much in like a raid or in those things. But in the arena, if you can get him taunting fast enough, he might do just enough. Well, in an arena match to do to be exactly what you need. Absolutely, because I mean he's 152 speed, so he's pretty fast. But the only problem with him being fast is that taunt's not going to last quite as long. So. You yeah. may want to be careful about how fast you make him. You're probably going to want, if you're using him with Zeb, you may want him to be a little bit slower than Zeb. That way he can already have retribution when he taunts. Yeah, that would make sense. And it'd be nice not to have to throw him on him and then you could throw him on some of the other characters. Yeah. But well, let's look at the abilities of the other guys, let's right? So we already know what Chopper and Zeb do. And they look good, but Hera, and this is, so before I go into hers, Hera to me is the most likely to be, be able to be used outside of a Phoenix squad, just from her kit. I'm already considering it, it in my arena team. She looks awesome. Yeah. She looks great, even out of a Phoenix squad. Yes. So if you're not using her as a leader, she's got a lot of good stuff in here. So her basic exposes the enemy if the target enemy is the most has the most mix of health and protection on the opposing team. So she's going to expose or she's just going to hit, depending on who you hit. But not too bad, not amazing, but special one, call an ally to assist, and you pick the ally. And that ally has 25% more potency and 35% more damage. So not only are you getting to pick the ally... You get to pick the ally, and if they have a debuff, you have a be- way better chance of landing that debuff, and it's going to hit harder. I think this assist is amazing. Oh, yeah. it it's You're going to be able to do some damage with that. No doubt. So. And then, depending on who shakes out to be top damage dealer and what their basic is, this could be great. Oops, I need to stop reading notes live. <laughs> Special 2. This is the cool one. Target other ally gains a new buff called Backup Plan for three turns. And this is just weird to me. This is awesome. I know it only lasts three turns, but in an arena match, three turns is can be a lifetime. So yeah. Backup Plan, you recover 10% health per turn. You revive with 80% health and 30% turn meter when you're defeated. So big buff for her that she gives out and that does not require phoenix squad so this can be put on anyone absolutely so if she's not in a phoenix squad and you have her somewhere else this can be good for an arena to throw on one of your guys that you know you want to pop up back up like a boba you know it's good and i like it i think her kits are really nice well and this is one of those new buffs that locks it's like a bounty hunter resolve it can't be dispelled so it stays there so it's it's either going to expire or get used there's no in between so you don't have to worry about that uh last three turns it's a five turn cooldown so you kind of want to be a little bit particular about when you use it i would think uh you know, faster characters will obviously get there a little bit quicker. So maybe like a slower tank might be a little bit more useful. Get second life out of your tank. Like, I don't know, throw it on General Kenobi or something. If you're using her in arena, 
that could be mm-hmm. kind of interesting. That was kind of my first thought whenever I seen her, was I think she could be fun with my Boba, Kylo, and Gerald Kenobi. Uh, Do you know how annoying it would be to finally kill Kenobi and know he was just going to pop back up with 80% of his health <laughs> and 30% turn meter? Yeah. Well, what an asshole. I, I mean, you, yeah, no no kidding. You, you I mean, you just want to leave him just kind of hanging there with, you know, 25% health or whatever until that backup plan, you know, dispelled itself. Wears sort of off. Yeah. yeah. Unless he's taunting and then you're screwed. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which he taunts a lot, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're like, please don't crit. Please, oh, there's t- he's taunting again. Yep. He's gonna come back with eighty percent health. So I'm very interested to see so, how this special is used by the AI whenever it's on defense. Like if there's a formula yeah. or if it is just random. Because if it's random, you know it's a little bit less predictable. But if you kind of know that it's probably gonna be maybe if it focuses on somebody that taunts or something along those lines, could be super interesting. Yeah, for sure. These pick your poison characters for offense are amazing, but the unknown that comes with the AI yeah. using them makes them scary. Yes, it does. Absolutely. So, however, I will say it seems like arena matches are getting to where they last a lot longer due to some of the new characters and everything, and I think the uh, and forex speed <laughs> and and forex speed. Yes, I think the lack of predictability. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that that's as bad of a thing as I used to think it is due to how long these matches last. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I like the way things are going. I like the way the arena's been lately. I think it's real cool the, how many characters you can use. It's It's been nice. Absolutely. So, moving on to Kanan's abilities. Is basic inflicts offense down until Kanan's next turn. So whoever he hits with it, it's going to get offense down at least until his next turn. And if it's a crit, the attack cannot be resisted. So it's going to hit every time if he crits. And you're already getting 25% crit chance from Sabine if she's in the team. So it's pretty nice. Pretty pretty good to get that offense down out there. You're definitely going to want that uh, crit chance triangle on him. Yeah, for sure. Because once you get that, once he gets up there in those numbers, the odds of him missing that crit are much worse than the odds of him getting it. So, pretty nice. And then the special one is his taunt. So he attacks, but when he attacks, he taunts. And it dispels all the debuffs on the target ally. So... Not only are you attacking and taunting, but you're dispelling all the debuffs on the person you're attacking. And then on top of that, when he's taunting, he gets double his tenacity. So the odds of while he's taunting of him getting debuffs, if you have a pretty good tenacity on him, are pretty damn good. So he sounds like a pretty good tank to me. The very fact that you don't have to press a button and taunt and not... And give up an attack, but you get to attack Anton at the same time and dispel. Ridiculous. I mean, yep. that's it's great. It kind of it has the t- same type of utility that 
Scarf Rebel Pathfinder had when he came out for his taunt, because his was also the, you're not just taunting, you're doing an AOE, I believe. So, yeah, pretty nice. And a special two, another three-turn cooldown, dispels all debuffs on himself and grants another ally protection up. So there's that protection up I was talking about. And that's just the first instance of it, but he can dispel all the debuffs on himself. So if he is getting debuffs as a tank, he can dispel them. If, you know, if he's not taunting and he's still getting debuffs, he can dispel them. Pretty nice to add a bunch of defense to him and the team around him. like that. Overall, I'd say pretty decent character. He's got that good taunt, and he has the offense down on his basic, so... Ezra ability, his basic attack, let's see, you there? Did I yes. lose you? Nope, I'm here. <laughs> okay, I'm like, oh, it's gone quiet. Ezra, his abilities, so basic, attack with a 40% chance to attack a second time, and an 80% chance if he's not debuffed. So Ooh. his basic is going to attack once, and if he's not debuffed, it's, he ha- pretty much has a almost guaranteed chance to attack a second time. But if he is debuffed, it's still 40%. So pretty nice double attack chance for him. Yeah, so and there's no penalty to the damage. A couple interesting thoughts here are tenacity, uh, tenacity plus sign. Load this suit up with tenacity so that he's not getting debuffed. Um, you know, the... Uh, Rex or Yoda could be good paired with Ezra if you're planning to use them in Arena or something along those lines. And also, that retribution thing that we were talking about earlier, uh, whenever they counter, they use the basics. So he could yeah, be even du- if you use Zeb, like yeah, because even if you use Zeb, the Zeb idea for giving him retribution, yep, even if you don't do that. Kanan adds that 70%, 70% counter chance from Hera's leader ability. So there's a pretty good chance if you load him up with tenacity and he's attacked, he'll attack twice. So For sure. Pretty good. Special ability one, three turn cooldown. Attack with attack with a dispel on the target enemy. So he dispels the target enemy. And if no deep, if there's no buffs on the target enemy. His cooldown is reduced. The cooldown of this move is reduced by one, and he gains fifty percent turn meter. So even if you're not attacking, if you're not dispelling, this move has a dual purpose. So I can dispel, but if they are not dispelling, his cooldown for this ability goes down to two, and he gains fifty percent turn meter. So that's pretty cool. Either way you use it is going to be good, and pretty awesome that way. And even then, on the third ability he has, target. So you get to pick the ally that assists him, and then Ezra assists them. And then both gain a bonus effect depending on what's chosen. So if you pick an attacker, you both get 100% crit chance on your attack. And the only one for Phoenix allies is Sabine, since we're talking about Phoenix allies. Of course, if you use them with any other team, that'll change, but... 
in a Phoenix team, if he picks Sabine, 100% crit chance. If he picks Zeb or Kanan, a tank, both of them gain protection up for two turns. So there's protection up again, 40% protection up. And then if you pick Chopper or Hera, a support, you gain 40% turn meter, both of you, for picking them and the assists. That says trade. So this is a... Yeah, it says trademark. I, I fix that everywhere else. Forty <laughs> percent trademark. They only get forty percent of the money. But I think it's cool. This can be very specialized depending on the fight, right? And depending on the team you have. So you can use this ability to call certain people to do certain things for your team, depending on who you're fighting, right? Yeah. You need that crit. Do you need the protection up? Do you need that turn meter? You know, pick the person that's going to do the best for you against who you're fighting. For sure. And I think his kit's awesome, especially with the unique of the stacking offense. Even if it's just him, he's stacking his own offense. So I'm really hoping when we see his damage numbers that they're high and that this guy can just do it on his own, even if he's not in a Phoenix team, you know? Because he looks cool. I like him. But the most... The coolest of them so far, kit-wise, that I just really like is Sabine. And I assume she'll look awesome in-game because not only is she does she wear Mandalorian, Mandalorian armor, but according to her kit, she also has a Darksaber strike, so you know she's going to be shooting and using the Darksaber, which I haven't watched Rebels, but I do know the Darksaber from the Clone Wars cartoon, and that thing is freaking awesome. So I'm pretty excited about her, just from what I assume what she'll look like alone, and then this kit. So you go in the kit, the basic, deals damage to target enemy twice. So she's going to shoot twice. If they have less than 70% turn meter, she's going to shoot a third time. If they have less than 30% turn meter, she's going to shoot a fourth time. And if they're not buffed, she's going to shoot a fifth time. So she can shoot up to five times. Now, that sounds ridiculous, but every blast of the first deals 75% less damage. But as you know, 75% of 10,000, you know, that really brings yeah. it down to 2,500. So if you're attacking five times the first one's at 10,000 and then you get four more at 2,500 you just hit for 20,000 you know so this looks badass to me and even if you don't get the extra hits it should still be good I like that and the second special with a two turn cooldown is called dark saber strike deal damage and reduce armor by 50% for the rest of the battle stacking Cannot be resisted, but is halved against units with fearsome foe ability. So we looked. We were looking at this before the podcast. Basically, means all the bosses in the the raid, like the cat, Gamorian captain, the Rancor, General Grievous, the tank, and the B two bomber. None of those guys yep. will get the fifty percent, but they'll get a twenty five percent, and it's still stackable. So. She might have to do it more times against them, but it's still a good chunk on them. But the fact that this 50% for the rest of the battle and it stacks, that's crazy. That's a lot of armor reduction. 
It is. I don't know how you feel about that, but that sounds pretty awesome to me, especially against these, even at 25% against these raid bosses. Chunking down their armor by 25% is going to be a real boon to your offense or your damage, you know? Oh, absolutely. No question. That's uh, going to be a pretty good character for the raids, I think, because of that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. People might You might see people start throwing her in their team if they paid the initial prices to get her seven star at least in three months when she's free to play so it'll be interesting to see how she goes and i definitely think that'll be her opening or no this next one i think will be her opening move and it's also awesome special her special two is a five turn cooldown but listen to this deal damage to all enemies then expose and stagger them for two turns cannot be countered or evaded So not only are you exposing everyone, you're staggering them. So if you have a speedier team than the other guys and you manage to get this off, you're hitting them all with an expose and taking all their turn meter back down to zero. So the odds of you getting two turns in from all your guys before they even get one, if this goes off before them, is huge. And as we know in Arena, that could end end up with a five on two situation by the time it was done, you know? Yeah, I think uh, anytime I see an attack that cannot be evaded, I get super interested, especially against, you know, this evasion meta that we're basically in due to the, you know, Zated Malls. That could be, that could be really interesting. And then on top of that, you're talking about you know, exposing them as well. So, I mean, you're taking 20% of their health right off the top on the next attack. Yep. It's very interesting. I really like Sabine. If I had to pick, besides, Sabine and Hera are my two favorites of the Phoenix characters. And yeah. not not because of who the character is, but just because they're kits, you know? Some, I mean, Ezra looks cool. And Kanan looks cool, like his character, the way he looks. But just going off kits, Sabine and Hera would be the ones I would farm first. So just even outside of is, Phoenix Squadron. What's up? Sabine, if gets called on the, uh, you know, the as the target ally for Ezra. Mm-hmm. Oh Sabine man! Sabine will give the hundred percent crit chance, and you know, due to that special has a chance to attack, you know, multiple times, even though it's 75% less damage, they'll be criticals. So if you have, uh, (laughs) you know, crit damage set and a crit damage triangle and all that good stuff on speed, you're going to be putting down still some pretty nice damage, even after that 75% reduction. Oh yeah, for sure. The more, the better. It's like fives, right? Absolutely. He doesn't hit for huge damage, but if every time he crit for four thousand damage on every single on every single uh, counter, it's all going to add up real quick. Uh, oh, yeah. Here's a quick story, and I just want to tell it because I find it so funny. 
under my Cody lead in Galactic War, I was on a well, node 12 because mine are still hard. But I, my whole clown, my whole clone team got taken down, and I only took down one character on the other team. Fives with under Cody Zeta managed to take down the other four by himself because of all the protection yeah. gain, just picking them apart with those small attacks. He took the whole thing down. And I had a 4x speed, you know, autoing just to try to <laughs> hoping he would die. And it still took five minutes, but he managed to kill the entire team. So that is I can see Sabine's... It was. I wish iOS man, you can't record the screen because I would have hit record right then, watching him just dismantle that other team. It was well, crazy. You can you just have beta computer? Yeah, which I wasn't, so it kind of sucked. But he had, he did it again today, so maybe I just need to do it again tomorrow. Yeah. But the whole point of that is, I can see Sabine on a counter like getting it from Kanan from Hera's leader ability, depending on who shoots her and what their, you know, their turn meter is already at zero. Once they shoot her, she's going to shoot them probably four, maybe five times if they're debuffed. So it can get real nasty with her countering. So now there's a lot of ways that this team can go. My, I, myself, if I were starting a team and gearing them up, I think I would go Zeb and leave Chopper out with the other four. I think I agree with you. But be interesting. You know, if you could gear all of them up at the same time and figure out which ones are the best, I think it would be interesting to try Kanan out with Zeb and Chopper in instead to use Chopper as the tank. I think the least likely combo is having Chopper in and Zeb out with Kanan in there. But I'll be interested real real soon to see what kind of squads people are coming up with because yep. this squad definitely interests me. And I know there's been a lot of power creep OP talk about this team, and I can see where it comes from, but they're not even in the game playable yet, so I'm not going to be too... Uh, crazy about that because like i said her leader ability can make them fast with the turn meter but we don't even know if they're actually fast you know they might have terrible speeds to make up for this kit. this kit you know so we don't know what their we'll damage see how it ends up gonna be either we don't i mean we yeah. know almost nothing about these characters we know that they have some super cool synergy but part of the problem with having really, really awesome synergy is to get all that synergy, you are sacrificing a hell of a lot because you can't use all those other characters that you have. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it was kind of like... That's the reason I was never that crazy about, you know, the Chase or Wigs and why I've never used either one of them is it you sacrifice too much, I think, by using them. I mean, they do have great synergy together, but... You're also giving up a lot of versatility by being forced into that many characters on a team. Yep. I I think there are pros and cons to using a team like this. And I think that those will flesh themselves out and prove that it's not as OP as you think. Because 
Krennic Death Trooper, when their kits were released, everyone thought they were the end of the game. And, you know, while good, they are beatable and not really the best characters at all. So, you know what I mean? Yep. That is true. Well, I look forward to uh, well, playing these Phoenix tunes as they come out. We got a whole month, month for I them, do too. so I know Hera's so exciting. I'm I'm stoked about her. I think I have about twenty, no, forty minutes to buy that ten dollar pack, and I think I'm going to go do it now, just to get her to four star before it disappears. <laughs> but see how that get goes. on it. Yep, got to go cool. do that now. So with that, that'll be the end of the episode this week, and we appreciate everyone listening. Hopefully you guys can get back to us and what you think of the Phoenix Squad, and maybe if you agree with who goes in, who goes out, if you got other ideas, we'd love to hear them. So always like to theorycraft with everyone in the community, in our guild, so love to hear from you. So we Absolutely. look forward to hearing to you from you guys week- this week. And something I would like to let everybody know. So we didn't realize until this past week, like that there is like an actual demand for these podcasts to be on YouTube. So that's something we're going to start doing. Uh, The interview with Jesse and this week's episode will be put up on YouTube this weekend. Uh, We've never done. We've just been using the YouTube account, you know, as kind of something to accompany the podcast, not necessarily a means of distributing the podcast, but we're going to start doing that from now on because it appears to be something that's requested. So stuff like that, if there's, if there are things that, you know, y'all want like that, let us know because, you know, we don't know unless you guys tell us. So. Yep, for sure. With that being said, that's pretty much all I've got. Yep. We are not even going to waste time on Jerry this week. He doesn't deserve it. (laughs) Thanks for listening, and we look forward. Yeah, he thinks he is, but he's not. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.